And what I'm saying is just, it's just lyrics It's straight up and down lyrics That's all it is, it's just rhymes I'm not trying to be like nobody I'm just expressing the music And I like to talk about what goes on Instead of you watching the news And then you look at us like animals Everybody look at us like animals And then even black people look at us like animals And think we misguided, lost We've been lost, you know what I mean? We've been lost What's up, world, and welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff Podcast, where hip-hop heads discuss hip-hop topics. On today's show, we'll first discuss a couple of news nuggets, such as our opinion on rapper Freddie Gibbs saying that the rap game should have a G League for artists who have not perfected their craft. We also discuss Royce the 5'9 calling out Little Zan for his recent comment about his former manager. Then the crew will dive into what hip-hop albums are slated to be released in 2022 that we're actually looking forward to. Then we dissect Hip-Hop DX's list of the best five beats from rap songs from 2021. Did they get it right or did they get it wrong? And we also dive into the types of hip-hop that we gravitate toward most of the time personally and why. Then for our face-off, we'll be putting Hell on Earth by Mob Deep against the coming by Buster Rhymes and weigh in on which album we felt was better and why. Then we'll share what we've been bumping for the week. So with that, please kick back and enjoy the show. Yo, what's going on Vince? What's up man? How you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm good. How's it going with you, man? How's the family? Y'all, y'all, y'all staying safe in these COVID streets? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a part of life, definitely. Now, man. <laughs> Steering clear of that Omarion. And <laughs> he he capitalized on that too, man. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> Shoot, I would have. <laughs> yeah. Good, yeah. man. But what's been good with you, man? How's life treating you? It's treating me, man. So I'm in slow motion right now, just working and uh, trying to get some some things established, but just just working. And, uh, I got you. I got you. So, do you do you have a busy season, or is it is it pretty much you know steady all, all year round? Um, well, I guess technically you can because it'll it'll slow down a little bit, and around the time we are now like winter time. But that's usually based off of the economy. So, you know, when the economy's doing good, people spend money to get things built. But when it crashes, you know, people start to hold on to their money. So, right now, everything's good. So, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I was just, I was just curious because I, I know you, I know you do physical work, so I didn't, I didn't know if like. This, you know, the seasonal changes affected that or or whatever. Yeah. You know. It did last year. It was a solid three months where it was, you know, it was a solid three months where it was kind of sketchy, but it's been good so far this year. That's good. When it's slow, I mean, are, are those are those periods like kind of relaxing or is it like, oh man, I, I need to get back at it, you know? What is what's that like? Well, most tradesmen are constantly doing side work. So um, when it gets slow as far as like a regular job, 
then that's when I can really start doing a lot of, a lot more side work and have the time to do it. So it's like some of the jobs that you be holding back or like putting off, you can do, you can just do them because you got the time. So in some ways, if you if you have uh, been doing it for a while and you, you build up a nice base of clientele, then you almost can make the same amount, if not more money, doing side jobs than just your regular nine to five. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because I, I know I know a couple of tradesmen, you know, here in Chicago who, you know, they do HVAC work, uh, electrical work, or plumbing, or whatever, and they just after after so many years in they kind of they'll, they'll strike out for themselves they'll be like you know what i'm gonna start my own business and get some employees to work for me and you know and and, yeah. and yeah yeah so that's one of the good things about being a tradesman man you're always gonna be in demand yep especially for electrical work right now especially out here because uh they're looking for good electricians it's, it's, in Chicago, you can find a lot of them, but here, not as much, so. Okay, then. Well, I am waiting on at least one other person who says they're on their way, so I'm going to go ahead and get started, man. First of all, man, I wanted to say rest in peace to Sidney Portier, man. World-class actor, man. You know, first black actor to do a lot of roles you know for you know our generation and then of course the generations before us and uh dude was just a class act all the way man he um i, I loved his movies you know and he he carried himself well you know off the screen too so yeah we we, we really lost the legend with him so uh just wanted to say rest in peace to sydney Portier, and also max julian from uh the dude who played goldie from uh, the movie The Mac, uh, the old uh, black exploitation film, he passed away as well last week. I forgot to mention it, but uh, just wanted to start the show off on that on that note. But uh, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't realize he was Sidney Poitier was that old, ninety five. Yeah, I, I kind of had a feeling he was though because he was. I mean, he was he was doing solid work like in the fifties. You know, yeah. it, was, it was already like a full. He wasn't like no young teenager either. He was like a full grown man in the fifties. So I just hadn't realized it because, like, you know, he did those movies with Bill Cosby. I didn't know he was that much older than Bill Cosby. Right, right, yeah. I, I, that was actually my first exposure to him. Those Bill Cosby joints. Yeah, you know, and then I got, I got put on to the other stuff he did. Uh, you know, his earlier work, you know, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner and Mr. Tibbs and all of that. I got put onto that after the fact, but yeah, them, them Cosby flicks, man. I, I love those. <laughs> like, hilarious, man. <laughs> those are classics in my book. I, I still watch yeah. and support those movies, man. I, I, I understand what Cosby did and everything, man, but those are some good movies. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. let's not let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, like those are some good movies. But uh, uh, moving right along, man, your boy in, in news nuggets, your boy Gangsta Gibbs. He's at it again, man. He um he tweeted out. Uh, let me pull it up. A little something something where he said he said rap needs a G League. 
respectfully. And that's that's all he said. So <laughs> Freddie Gibbs apparently thinks the culture should take a page out of the NBA's playbook and incorporate a rapping G League for people who have not uh, completely perfected their craft. Uh, how do you feel about his comment and, and that idea? I mean, it needs a little bit more expounded for one because it's, it, it seems like it's just a one sentence. But I see what he's talking about. But also, I don't, it's like, I see what he's talking about because he's, you know, he, he's getting on to the, the skill of uh, rap. But not all of, not all consumers of hip hop are checking for the same things he's saying that G League needs to have. Um, some people, some people look like they're artists for every every type of uh, listener. Like um, anybody that listens to Ransom, they're searching him out for what Ransom does. Is not gonna be looking for Kodak Black. Yeah. So, so like the G League is what his 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 rendition of having the G League for rap is just to make him to make rappers like him. You know what I'm saying? That's what it seems like. It, it feels like to me, he's saying. Because, you know, he puts himself as a high regard as far as a lyrical artist, a lyricist. And I agree with him. He's in that department. But you don't do what the other guys do. So you would need to be in the G League to do what they do. But see, that's where in lies the problem. You're saying that what you do is better than what these other guys are doing. And that's that's up to the listener side. Yeah, yeah, that's that is true. That is true. I I, I know what he's getting at though, you know, because a lot of you know, we've talked about it on this show, a lot of artists, a lot of rap artists that get a lot of the get the lion's share of the recognition, you know, for being the, the hot flavor of the month for the up next up and coming rapper. Generally speaking, it's it's people with gimmicks. It's people who sell image and swag over lyricism. You know, it's people who kind of copy what others have already done already. You know, and maybe they'll put their own little spin to it. So I, I know what he's getting at, you know, and it, it, it becomes the playing field becomes very crowded very quickly, you know, with rap. So mm -hmm. if you're going to have certain people representing the culture, it, it should ideally it should be the best of the best mm -hmm. you know so I, I get what he's saying because it's like there are a lot of rappers who just aren't as lyrically gifted as others but I, I recognize that they do something special I mean real talk like Gibbs like lyrically Gibbs ain't ain't better than uh, Conway he's not better than Benny the Butcher he's not he's definitely not better than Ransom He's not better than Royce the Five. There's a lot of people who are better than him. So, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. So, would 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 he even would he even make the grades, so to speak, to be in the major yeah. leagues? Yeah. So, but you I know? recognize Gibbs does something very specific and very special. Just the other day, I was listening to some Freddie Gibbs, and I was like, I was like, man, this dude really excels at what he does. You know. Yeah. But and then also too, I was looking at it too in terms of like. How about the um, the the comedy line? You know, you got some people that are just like you know fly by night to something to speak. But I, but 
But honestly speaking, I think those who want to be students become students. And those who are just trying to catch a buzz, they're going to do that, but they will pull, they will fade. In order for you to continue to 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 be in this this industry, this genre of music, like look at look at what Lil Wayne did. Look at where he started as far as lyrics to where he is now. And when because when Lil Wayne wants to write, that man puts together with some something dope. Uh, but that wobbly wobbly what wobbly wobbly that was some, you know that was some uh, Elmer Fudd stuff he was doing at the beginning. But yeah. you, you, became, you became a student of the game, and you know that's just your own. That's his own drive. So you can't, you know, the G League thing. It sounded cool as a statement, but like the actuality of it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm kind of with it. I'm kind of with it. You know, like I said, I don't know if he would make the grade himself, but I'm, I'm with with the idea. You know, it's like, yeah, you know what? You need to. You need to. Go back to the drawing board because some stuff you hear, it's like, man, who's liking this? You know, that's true. But, but, but like the people that's liking it give it credibility. So it's like, yeah, you're saying I need to go to the drawing board, but if I'm making money, why do I? You know, so it's like, a, who's the right. who are the people that's saying you need to go to the G League? Because if it's a fan base for what they're doing, why would they need to go to the G League? Yeah, that's a that's a good way to look at it. That's definitely a good way to look at it. You know, just I'm just speaking from the from the standpoint of a consumer that you know goes after what I like. Yo, what, what's good, Jamil? What's happening? What's good? What's good, man? Hey, real quick, man, I want to get your thoughts on Freddie Gibbs' comments about the rap industry needing a G League. Uh, it definitely does, but it'll never happen. Like who's who's gonna accept the role of lesser than, right? Um, it's it's not quite like you know pro sports where there is an established uh, like you're being chosen. You know what I mean? There's only so many spots that are available in that situation. With the rap game, if you gotta if you got access to SoundCloud, you're a rapper, <laughs> and you know it's it's kind of difficult. Um, to tell somebody that yo maybe you need to work on artist development you know maybe you need to work on this part of your your um you know marketing or you know take you know get this this entertainment law information to get better contracts or whatever like it's it's often very difficult to give information to people who may not be receptive to it um and if you think about it you know, a lot of people that start in the rap game are young. You can't tell a teenager nothing. Yeah. You can't you can't tell a 20-year-old nothing. So you're gonna, you know, tell somebody with however many, you know, social media followers that, yo, you need to kind of fall back and learn this craft. They're like, nah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm I got, you know, all these people following everything that I do. And surely it's always gonna be that way. So I, I think the concept is is solid. It's never gonna happen though. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. It's not. I I, I like the idea. I know what he was getting at with that with that comment. But you you touched on something interesting, Jamil. Um, he rap kind of already does have a G League. It's called SoundCloud yeah. and Bandcamp. Yeah, right. 
you know what I mean? Or that piff or whatever, you know what I mean? It's like anybody can put their material up on the net, you know, it's just like who who's going to gravitate to it to a point where you're going to actually get some traction for your career, you know, or a real career. So, yeah, yeah. I do also wonder, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I no, do no, also no. wonder, with the originality, would there be an authentic, uh, an authentic, what's the word I'm looking for? Would there be authenticity if there's a G League, so to speak? Because it feels like you would be pulling out the same product when you got, you know, a lot of these artists are about being original, you know. Um, not everyone, though. But I, like I said earlier, or, the, or was alluding to, the ones that aren't students anyway will not survive. They may get a quick buzz here and there, but they aren't going to, they're not doing anything meaningful. They won't survive. The ones that do survive, they they listen and pay attention and uh they, they work on their craft within their own originality. So like the Gilly thing, it sounds cool. And it sounds like a way to puff your chest out. Like I would be in the NBA of, of hip hop, not the G League. Some of these people need to be in the G League, but you know, it, it, it sounds more, it's more like a cool concept than reality. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Agree. Yeah, it's like it's a concept that you just wouldn't be able to, but to make it work in real, in real life and practice. Yeah. But in some so, ways it exists, though, right? Like if you look at if you look at the career of somebody like J. Cole, he would have been one considered who, you know, quote came up through the G League. Like he had been around for a while under the Rock Nation tutelage, which kind of allowed him to do what he does currently. You know what you mean. I mean, right. obviously, right. obviously, the talent exists, but look how long he was just kind of, you know, an artist that existed. But he was going through that same thing with Rihanna. Yeah, you're right. Because he he once he got on, once he figured out his formula, man, like the sky was the limit with Jay Cole. Because he was kind of exactly. like, he was. You're right. He was kind of like in career purgatory a little bit. Like the first couple of years, we we knew of him. You know, and then once he took off, he really took off, you know, and, and I wouldn't I didn't, even really consider it purgatory. Right. It's just you're learning the game like you would in any any industry. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. It's just that the personalities that are drawn to it, it's it's very difficult to rein in artistry in general. Um, and then when you add the level of commerce that come with the, with the music industry, um, it's just it, I, I like it would take a a great amount of talent and humility to go through a, a process like that and patience, quite honestly. Yeah, yeah. But I, man, I'll be honest. If it was a real rap G League, whatever that would look like, I would not want to be an artist that's in that in that category. Like, nah. It seems like, how would you, it would seem like it would be harder to get out of having that, having that moniker on you. Like, yeah, he's in the, the probing grounds or something. Or, well, I, I or, think the idea is that you step your game up. <laughs> you know, that's, right. the, that's the idea. Yeah. You know, you just like it with a regular G League. It's like, okay, let's, 
Let's, let's, we're going to need, need to see some more points, rebounds, and assists from you before you get a spot on the, you know, on a major roster. So yeah, I, I think. Go ahead. No, also, yeah, but that also means that G League always exists, and then later on you might have to go back down to the G League. <laughs> hey, hey, man! Contracts and all that craziness. I'm for it. I'm for it. Hey, be getting checks too. Some of these rappers do need to go back to the G League, man. So go ahead, hang it up all together. Yeah, retire. You an equipment manager? Hey, I do like what's happening with some of the big three. Uh, you know, retired artists just coming back. You know, to bust the rounds of the world. Canada's dropping, you know, consider them to be in a big three. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was that dude for a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Very briefly, but, you know, it didn't really work out for him. But, um, but moving right along, man, we got this other news nugget I wanted to hit, man. Royce the 5'9, man, he called out the rapper, and I use that term loosely. He called out, uh, Lil Xan as being hip hop's first male karen now uh we all are familiar with the term karen what it means an entitled white woman who overreacts in situations when they don't get their way especially when people of color are involved um now this the reason royce came out with this statement was because of the uh this recent revelation little zam put out about his former manager stat quo being the one who provided him quote unquote a lot of the drugs that he got addicted to and almost lost his life on now he's talking about suing the guy for providing him drugs um what do you think of this story what do you think of royce's comments were they appropriate were they spot on what, what what's y'all's opinion well i don't understand my bad no no I'm, I'm sorry but yeah i didn't even read anything about it um I really can't say, but we know what a Karen looks like. So I would have to see, like, kind of see a visual of what he's talking about to see, you know, if it if it fits that fits that title or fits if it, if, it, if it has the look of a Karen. But you know, you know, Royce the Five is, is a troll. So yeah, that's what his whole career is based off of. You know, saying things that 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 are edgy or whatever, but. I mean, it's probably accurate. There's a lot of truth in the way and what Roy says. Well, what do you think, Jamil? I think the only um, the only real issue with what Roy said is by saying that Lil Jan was the first. If this ain't that, like this 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 type of thing comes up, like whiny rappers, that's that's not new. Um, and even the idea of attaching one's privilege to it is not new. Um, Lil Xan, like somebody needs to smack them tattoos off his face. Like, dog, your your rap name is after is named after drugs, like the popular drug of choice. This was your name before you met Stat Quote. How do you get the nerve to then try to blame somebody else for your habit? You are hype. And you know what happens when hypes have people around them? Sometimes people will supply the hype with dope. But that didn't make you a hype. You was a hype when you started and you just happened to connect with somebody that was going to supply you, that was going to feed you. 
That's just how that. That's just how the game kind of goes, and it is messed up when you have people that enable your habit, but it's your habit. Yeah, yeah. I think he's. I think Royce was spot on by calling him a male Karen. You know, um, because because okay. Let, let me just read you the statement that that little Zan put out. Okay. He said, uh, he said, it says earlier in the week, Zan shared a video online outing his former manager. Stacko is the person who allegedly enabled his drug use when it was at an all time high. Do you guys remember the whole little peep, the story when his management management was giving him drugs and it just wasn't helping out and all of that? Zan asked in a clip that happened to me on tour. My manager's name, but I don't like to call him my manager anymore. Stacko. Um, he said he claimed that he was going through withdrawals and needed to perform. Stat will call up Connects and have drugs delivered to their location. He said that was the time I almost died from the drugs. I was so skinny, unhealthy. Okay, I- I'm not. I'm not going for anything. He's saying uh, for the what one for one of the reasons Jamil just mentioned. Dude, you marketed yourself off of drug use, and let's be very clear about what the job of a manager entertainment manager is the job of an entertainment manager is to keep the gravy train rolling so if you need to get out there and perform i know this sounds cold but that is the business if you need to get out there and perform and only way you're going to perform is if you take a little something to take the edge off or you know makes you bold or makes puts you in the right mentality for your stage persona your manager is going to do whatever he's going to, he's going to meet the demands to to make that happen you know that's just it that's his job he don't you know what i'm saying this ain't your friend this ain't this ain't your your your, your, your daddy you know what i mean who has to look out for you like you some little kid and you know because 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 you want to do drugs it's like and, and let's not ignore the obvious optics here a, a, a white privileged male blaming a person of color for their own misbehavior that's the epitome of a Karen it doesn't matter what I did it doesn't matter the drugs I took it doesn't matter how I marketed myself it doesn't matter what, what I named myself there's a, there's a nigger getting away with something and I don't want him to get away with it this dude's talking about taking him to court and that's, that's, the, very epit- that's the very epitome of what a Karen is like yeah, forget because forget all it, of my because it works. But forget my misbehavior. Look over there at the black person uh misbehaving. And it's gonna work. Like he may not be able to win that in court, but there are plenty of you know Lil Xan fans who you know are probably now getting too old for the, the nonsense they used to do right along with it. And then they look at at, at that, you know. As an, as an extension of their own lives yeah you're right my drug use was not my own fault this was and it may not you know be as nefarious as blaming the, the black person in your circle um like Lozanne is doing but it, it's it's a typical story and the reason why it happens so much is because it's effective like the black boogeyman is always a win. <laughs> yeah yeah, it's sad, man. It's sad. And what's even sadder is that he doesn't even have enough self-awareness to be like, yo, this this ain't really a good look for me. Like, like he, he lacks that much self-awareness. But you know what? It is going to be a good look for him because he is going to take the same turn that all the other... This term is overused. I think I'm going to stop using it. 
um, all the a lot of the other um, white rappers who have done that. You jump into hip hop because it's edgy and it allows you to you know express this this teenage angst and rebellion that you have, and then you you, you feel like you've outgrown hip hop, and then you turn. You know what I mean? And you start doing. Uh, country or or rock or whatever you still want to maintain the the edge that you have but it just looks aesthetically different a la post malone and machine gun kelly and if you want to take it back kid rock and vanilla ice doing the same thing like y'all were rappers at first and then all of a sudden it's it's not it's not the move or you didn't get the love that you thought in the case of you know the older two that i was talking about you didn't get the love you felt you would do so you turn on hip hop. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the culture's fault. It's it's it's, it's these dark people's fault, you know. Um, and I'm I'm just sick of it, man. I'm just sick of it, you know. Right. And um, nobody asked you to be here, work at Lord Jamar. <laughs> right. Right. It is the exit, you know. But yeah, man. I I, I hope I hope Stack Quo doesn't have to pay him a penny. You know what I mean, like. Dude, take take responsibility, man. You you were twenty five. You're twenty five, man. Right. That's that's not a, that's not you're not a kid, man. You know, and he I like know. he like that's the other thing he he's done in the past. Like he'll hide behind that, like oh, I'm just a, a young person. I'm just a youth, you know, uh, excuse. So whenever he says something stupid and gets called out for it, and people right. are trying to see him about something, man, it's like no, nah, dude, you're not a kid. Biggie and Pac were dead man. at twenty five. Believe that. Yes. Like, you got enough years under you where you should know better, bro. Like, you know, just stop. There's dudes out here with whole families, 25 years old, three and four kids. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to go to the G League. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he needs he needs to go away. He just needs to go away. Right. Like, you, don't yeah, deserve, you don't even deserve a G League spot to me. Send that dude <laughs> to the American uh, Country Awards or wherever they at. Let's see these out of people. I'm sorry, man. Oh, uh, you all good. I'm, I was done. I'm saying that's where you're gonna end up anyway. Might as well exit stage left now. But see, these are the people that I think, because Freddie Gibbs, he said that little statement and he just opened up. You got to think about what he's talking about. But I think this is what he means. Like, right. Artists like this, these type of artists, like you guys are more appropriation than in vultures than than actually for the the culture of hip hop. Like y'all y'all if y'all wanna be in this culture, y'all need to go uh work on your craft. But uh yeah this guy Or just or just go away, you know yeah, I go away. I, it's like people figured out they can make money. They find a buzz by just making music and if it takes off then they can make a little money. They can create create media around themselves to the point where they never have to make music again. They just now they're just uh like uh what do they call them? Uh influencers. Influencers, yeah. But they don't really have any talent. Remember remember, I don't know if y'all watched the Boondocks, but I know Jamil, you watched it. Um I don't know if you watched events, but there was that episode in season three where Thugnificent, his his rap career dried up, and he he had to get a um he had to get a real job, and so he got a job at some place where his his old rap partner who had already given up rap 
was working. I think it was Flo nominal and um <laughs> and 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 Flo was telling him like, "Yo, man, we had a good run. You know, we 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 lived like rock stars. We got to see travel the world, see some things we normally wouldn't have got to see. We have fun, but you know, the ride is over. You know, right. and like that's that's just what it is for a lot of these rappers. It's like don't 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 blame your drug use. You know what I mean? When when you well, you were never really making that you were never really making a real quality music anyway no you know yeah it just just yeah don't 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 do that you you had a good run and now it's over so let's 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 move on let's move on but uh moving right along man our next topic man um i didn't want to spend too much time on this i wasn't planning on it but we are in a new year um, we've had a great last few years for uh, as far as hip hop releases, and there are some albums slated to come out and be released in 2022. Some hip hop albums. So I just wanted to put it out there to you all: Are there any hip hop albums that are supposed to drop this year that you're looking forward to? If so, what which ones are they? And uh, yeah, yeah, that's basically it. Uh, if if this. Uh... I'm still holding out hope that we'll get the uh, Black Star album. <laughs> I knew you was gonna say that. <laughs> it's, never, it's never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. But <laughs> keep holding out hope, man. We've been we've been waiting on that since what 2018. Right. I'm actually looking forward to the Corday album. Um, I, I I like him. I like him as a a, a young like up and coming dude. Like I think. Um, He's got potential, so I'm, I'm curious to see what his project is going to be like, and hopefully the, um, this that that Supreme clientele too. Although I don't love the title, I, I do. I am interested in what uh, Ghost Ghostface and Kanye might cook up, and um, now Westmore. Anything anything with E40 on it, I'm here for. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Didn't they? I thought they dropped last year. I don't think it came out. They dropped a single, but I don't oh, think the you're album right. came out. You're right. You're right. Yeah, it was just a song. Okay. Okay. All right, Vince, man. Any 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 albums you you looking forward to dropping in 2022? Um, uh, Kendrick Lamar album. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh for sure. He's my uh, he's the savior for this generation, in my opinion. Um. <laughs> Uh, that Earth game. Oh, they got something next year. They got something coming out on the twenty eighth of January. Okay, Okay. did not know that. Then he got to go to my Chicago trap. Lil Dirk and King Von supposed to be dropping something. You know, even though King Von is gone, but you know, a lot of times people just be having a lot of music that's, that hasn't been released yet. They don't, it will be released so they can make some money off of it. Right. Um, but that's basically it. Then also, uh, Cannabis. Cannabis just, dropped an album. He just dropped it. It was, uh, it's, it's out. Oh, yeah, I haven't heard it yet. Yeah, oh, wow. I, I listened to like a couple of songs off of it. I, I really got need to sit down and, and, and spend some time with it because uh, I am a cannabis fan. But uh, Kaiju, I think Kaiju is the name of the album. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely intend on checking it out. Uh, for me, myself, uh, I got a couple of songs, uh, I mean, albums listed. 
Uh, I'm hearing a lot of talk, a lot of chatter about this new Lupe album and how it's supposed to be one of the best albums of the decade and all of this. It's like, I, that? Of, of, co- of course it was Lupe. Oh, just no. That nigga's still on Drogas. But... <laughs> But he he's been he's been talking very confidently about this new project he's been working on. Like ever since he he got into that beef with Royce, I, I don't know if that lit a fire under him. But you know he he he's he's really trying to sell this, you know, as as one of the best rap albums ever recorded. And it's like, come on, bro, like let us be the judge of that. I doubt it's that good. I'm, I am curious to hear it, but I'm, I doubt it's that good. Let us be the judge of that, bro, and just drop it, you know? Hey, I'm ready for it. I have yeah. been, didn't even know, but I'm ready for it. Yeah, I'm ready for it, too. I'm also, and and I think we're going to be going on four or five years running on this, waiting on this album to drop. The side High to Prince, man. What is going on with his album? He was supposed man. to drop in 2018 when Kanye was dropping all them seven-track albums. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I'm kind of anxious to hear the Sci uh, High Project if it's ever going to be released. What else? Freddie Gibbs, the SSS album. Of course, I want to hear that. I want to hear. There, there's been a lot of talk about this Dr. Dre album that's supposed to be coming out. I'm, I'm not even sure what I want to hear from Dr. Dre in 2022. Uh, is it? Come on, man. We've been waiting on Detox for 20 years. That album yeah. coming out. Well, it's not detox. It's not detox. It's something completely different. But he's supposedly finished with it and waiting for this smoke to clear with his divorce before he releases it. But, you know, I don't know, man, like like Dr. Dre, you know, he he, he's another one who did his thing in his time. And I'm I'm, kind of cool with what he's already given us. I don't I don't necessarily need to hear a Dr. Dre album in 2022. Yeah, what 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 will a mature Dr. Dre sound like? Because he can't be singing those songs about the hood no more. Not after this divorce. <laughs> you know? Well, he he's that's the that's that's the thing with Dr. Dre. He's just going to invite in other rappers to to, right. to rap about the hood. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm cool with. Maybe we'll maybe we'll hear from Mailman again. I mean, not Mailman. <laughs> uh, Hit Hitman. Hitman. We ain't heard from him since. Uh, <laughs> Since the crying two thousand one, I love some Devin to do. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then lastly, man, on my list, I got, I got, I got uh the Mad Gibbs, the Mad Lib, and yeah. uh, and, and uh, not not Mad Gibbs. What am I saying? Mad Gun, <laughs> Mad Lib, and West Side Gun. I did not know this was a thing. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, supposedly, Matt Lib and Westside Gun have an album recorded together called Mad Gun, and um, it's supposed to be, you know, dope. Which I can totally see. You know, they sonically they're right up each other's alleys. So, yeah, yeah. I I, I would love to hear that if it's going to drop. And you know what? I don't know if that. I'm, I'm trying to figure this pairing out because of a lot of the sampling that Matt Lib uses with like vocal samples or whatever. I can almost see them clashing. Really? Yeah. Like, I guess I can see how it could work, but I'm thinking about some of the production from, like, The Unseen, for instance. That would not work for a West Side Gun. But then you get the, like, bandana beats, and maybe it could. I don't know. I'm I, Like, Mad Lib really don't miss 
So I, I think it would be it would be hot regardless, but I could I could see that being interesting. Yeah. 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 And oh and one more, uh Black Thought and Danger Mouse. Uh if if that's gonna drop. Um Dangerous it's called it's supposedly called Dangerous Thoughts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I would definitely want to want to hear that if 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 it actually exists. Didn't Danger Mouse go the the Lil Zan route and kind of like turn his back on hip hop? Oh, I absolutely. Remember hearing something about? Oh, I, don't, I don't care about this album. Yet. Well, he had to go work with Billy Eilish or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. He didn't completely go the Lil Zan route, but he he definitely like yeah he he definitely wasn't wasn't. Uh, uh, roll it in the same hip hop circles he was before. I'll definitely put it that way, you know. So, and that's what put him on the map, you know. But Between then, CeeLo C- and Doom, when nobody checking for him for real. That's true. That is true. Like, like I didn't, I didn't know about him until he linked up with. Uh, no, I didn't hear. I didn't know nothing about Danger Mouse until he did the Gray album, actually. Hmm. And then after that, shortly after that is when he, he finally did uh, he did the Gnarls Barkley project, and then and then I, I think Danger Doom came after that because Gnarls Barkley was two thousand four, Danger Doom was two thousand five. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think but it was the other way around, wasn't it? Was it? It could be. Yeah. It could be. My memory's imperfect, so like I, I could have the years mixed up. But I want to say Danger Doom came out in two thousand five. It, it's possible, but I'm pretty sure Danger Doom came out before Gnarls Barkley because I remember CeeLo being on the the Danger Doom album. Ah. And then Gnarls Barkley came out later. Well, you know what? I can tell you now. Let's see. So, you're right. St. Elsewhere came out in 2006. Yep. And Danger Doom came out uh be like 2004 2005 was 2005 okay yep so you're right you're right i don't know why i thought saying elsewhere came out before but no you are absolutely correct but i don't know man i'm, I'm kind of not i don't i don't really as much as i used to i don't i don't really get into the whole like anticipated album wait anymore like you know whatever comes out comes out it's like as as we saw last year you know a lot of the best albums that made our top 10 list were um artists that were new artists mm-hmm. that we didn't know was having anything drop you know artists that we would have never expected to end up on our list so you know i i i, w- I would love to say you know yeah lupe is gonna come out this year and it's gonna be a top 10 album but we don't know <laughs> you know what i mean it might be right. 10 other albums that push it off the list for all we know so that's that's how it usually goes. Which reminds me, Jamil, you would not happen to have your top ten hip hop albums from twenty twenty one list handy, do you? It is hilarious that you should ask because I was going through my notes today and I was about to delete the list. And I was like, let me not delete this just in case. <laughs> oh snap! Okay, okay, all right. Because <laughs> the cosmos yeah. was telling cosmos was telling me to bring it up. So, Y'all have known each other too long. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so I did not, um, I didn't do them in order. Um, I suppose I could have 
tried that, but well, let's get so into it. Let's, let's get into. I'm gonna do you like I did Reggie, and we gonna we gonna work it out. Yeah, that'll work. That'll work. All right, so I got uh, real late. Peter Rosenberg. Uh, Call me if you lost. Tyler. No or die two. Uh, the off season. J Cole. I had King's Disease too, but I think I'm gonna change that. Let's let's maybe come back to that. Uh, Super what? The Zarface Doom. Uh, Abstract Mind State. Dreams Still Inspire. Um, I got Course of the Inevitable. The Lloyd Banks and Hitler Wears Her Man's West Side Gun. Okay, okay. Get the Hitler Wears Her Man series. That is that's that's actually only eight albums. Nah, that's more than that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. What did I skip? You uh, said you had Real Late by Peter Rosenberg. Yeah. Tyler's uh, album, AZ Door Die 2, J. Cole Off Season, Zarface and Doom, Super What, Abstract Mind State, Lloyd Banks, and then uh, West Side Gun, Hitler Wears Hermes. Oh, I see where I skipped. I skipped um, The Far Right Lost Amsterdam. Oh. And- and uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and keep King's Disease too, just because it's going to be too difficult to pull it off and try to pick something else. So I'll just go with what I put on the list. So Magic did not make your top 10 list. That's what I was thinking about switching it with, but I don't want to because that's that's inauthentic. When I made this list, I wrote King's Disease too, even though I do think Magic was probably better. Well, I, I, there's no shame in revising it. I- <laughs> <laughs> But like, I, the reason why I don't want to do that is because then I have to think, all right, well, is Magic better than the McKinney, um, McKinney Dixon joint? You know, I was going to ask you about that. Like, so you're telling me that the, the Far Ride was better than the McKinley Dixon? That McKinley Dixon is, is, uh, it's not an acquired taste, but you got to like that flavor. You do. I would say the same thing about the Defar Ride, though. Quite honestly, yeah, if you don't yeah, like yeah, if you don't like West Coast rap, that ain't gonna really that ain't gonna really that that's true too. So you didn't I'm answer my question. You didn't I'm answer my question. Up. You're saying that the, the Far Eyes lost Ast- Amsterdam. Is that the name of it? Yeah, it's better than the McKinley Dixon and Magic. So I'm going to stick with my list because that's what I wrote. <laughs> if this was the if this was the, the 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 week that we were discussing that, I would probably debate this a little bit more. Well, see, that's the thing. You had an extra week, so you you had. An but extra I ain't looked week. at the list <laughs> to, to listen to the project. <laughs> <laughs> he don't want to commit, Vince. He don't want to commit. Stick, I'm gonna stand behind what I put down there. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. And so. and, and and the the Defari got no love on nobody's list. We talked about the McKinley Dixon a couple times. That's true. That's true. Yeah, because I could I could probably looking at this list. One, two, three. There, yeah, there's four albums on here that, that I could easily knock off for the McKinley Dixon, but this is not my list. This is your list. Uh, so, so Peter Rosenberg's real late. That a top five album? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, Tyler's album. Call me if you get lost. That a top five album? Yes. Okay. J Cole off season. Is that a top five album? Yes. 
that one is number one. I can I, I can definitively say that. Okay, okay. Super what? Is that a top five album? Yes. Abstract Mind State Dream Still Inspire. Is that a top five? Hmm. Yes. Okay. Uh Lloyd Banks, is that top five? No. Okay. Hitler wears Hermes eight. Is that top five? Yes. Okay. So we got your top five. Now, would you put the Defare at number 10? Or would you yes. put King's Disease 2 at number 10? I would put Defare at number 10. Okay. Would you put Go or Die at 9? Or would you put King's Disease 2 at 9? Uh, I think I would go King's Disease at 9. Okay. No. Eight? no. No, 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 oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm going Lloyd Banks now. Lloyd Banks at 9? Okay. All right, for number eight, you got King's Disease Two. You got, yeah. you got the King's Disease Two. Okay, yeah. for number seven, you got Peter Rosenberg or AZ. AZ. Okay, AZ at number seven. Peter Rosenberg, you will put at number six. Yeah. Okay. All right, and then J Cole's number one. So your number two spot, you got Tyler. You got. Zarface and Doom, you got Abstract Mind State, and you got West Side Gun, Hitler Wears Hermes boxing it out for two. I think I can make this, now that I'm going through five, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and knock them out. So I, I'm going to go Tyler, two. I'm going to go uh, Zarface, Doom, three. Uh, Abstract Mind State, four. And uh, West Side Gun, five. Okay. All right. All right. So, with Jamil's top 10 hip-hop albums of 2021 at number 10 he's got Defari Lost Amsterdam at number 10 at number 9 he's got Lloyd Banks Course of the Inevitable number 8 Nas King's Disease 2 number 7 AZ Do, Do, Do or Die 2 number 6 Peter Rosenberg Real Late number 5 West Side Gun Hitler Wears Hermes 8 sides A and B number 4 Abstract Mind State, Dreams Still Inspire. Number three, Zarface and Doom, Super What. Number two, Tyler with Call Me If You Get Lost. And then number one, J. Cole, The Off Season. Uh, real quick, can you speak on the, uh, what put Tyler at the number two spot for you? I think it was a surprise factor, honestly. Um, it was pretty solid the only thing that like that jumps out at me to complain about it i just didn't love that drama was on it <laughs> it, it, it gave it this mixtape feel plus who's been checking for dj drama it, it almost felt like a reach in some ways like tyler was trying to connect to the streets but in in the tyler sort of way and now that i'm talking about it out loud i think it that might be kind of endearing if he did it this way because ain't nobody checked for DJ Drama in about 10 years. So it would be just like Tyler to do some something crazy like that. Like, yo, I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> the, streets, the streets is going to love this. <laughs> uh, so if that was, in fact, his, his idea behind it, that's kind of clever. That's probably what shot it to the top of the list is the shock factor. And it was just it was just a really, really solid album, you know, lyrics and, and, and production wise. Yeah, indeed, indeed it was. 
AZ, Do or Die 2, um, that made your number seven spot. Speak on that. How did that end up on your top 10? Same thing. Um, I That one, I think, it was in rotation for like a week straight, which is rare, especially at the time of year that came out because it was quite a few uh, projects that had come out at that time, but I couldn't stop listening to that one. Um, it had a rare little Wayne verse on there that was that was actually fire. Um really i think it was only one track on it that i can remember not liking i haven't listened to it in a while i feel like the t-pain track was one i didn't like and i don't think there was anything else that was off putting and that was toward the end of the album almost like a throwaway right you but, know what I, I had mixed feelings about that album because it was getting a lot of good press and um i listened to it and i was like you know this album is cool you know what's it got going Cause it kind of got off to a slow start but then i just never revisited it again so i was like mm. i was just like yeah, i'm gonna lead us off my top 10 list you know what i mean because it just I, I never i never really went back to it so that makes sense you know it never you know what else was was dope about this one too for me though um it was surprising in that i wasn't expecting it but i i also was kind of anticipating az music i didn't know the album was coming out but when he did that verse on the k slay joint um and killed it i was like i didn't even know az was still rapping okay i would like to hear something from him and then the album dropped a couple months after that right right yeah you're right he did deliver on both those k slay joints um yeah and i was yeah because that had me going like oh i could i could stand and hear album from this dude like right, right. <laughs> he was that nice with it Yes, I want you to speak on two more albums. You know what? Can you speak on the Peter Rosenberg? It didn't make your top five, but it, it, it landed in your, in your top ten. Uh, what did you like about the Peter Rosenberg? I like that he got me to listen to more um, of the new school rappers. I, I, it kind of felt like it was a really well curated project. Um, and I'm hard on Peter Rosenberg sometimes, but this dude loves hip-hop and respects it and that comes clear on the project um he didn't try to make it about him he was like yo this is about the artist and when i when i listened to the process of how he put it together um all the legwork he was having to do and you know he was working with the, the young producers and how he was it wasn't like a matter of you know my people talk to your people like he was really reaching out to mcs and they was really like rocking with him um how he was like at first not wanting to give feedback to certain people but was like yo well i gotta i gotta do this like you know just a, a quality control kind of thing and how people were actually receptive to it so it, it says to me that he has some stripes um within the hip-hop community like by well-respected mcs as well so i, I that that kind of made it an endearing project to me too because you can hear all of that care come through yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and he 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 purposely went with just New York rappers, so I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and it, one more album I want you to touch on real quick: um, the Czar Face and Doom, Super What. You had that at number three. Okay, uh, can you speak on that a little bit? If I'm gonna be completely honest, it being that high might be part of just some um, nostalgia and, and and recency bias kind of thing with that being the last doom project that we're getting or had gotten um since he died 
but it was still a phenomenal album. It like, was. Do, like Doom is is a, a a nice addition, but Rebel INS like kills every time Zarface has dropped a, a project, no matter if it was. You know, just the ones with him and Esoteric, and then they did join the Ghostface and this too. Like he always delivers, um, and Doom just added to that 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 secret sauce that they had. And sometimes you can do too much, and that was not the case here. Like it all blends because it's that left to center sound anyway, and it's right yeah. up. But like Doom just slid right in the pocket, and they 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 gave us fire. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. When I, when I was going back doing my list, I, I was like, man, let me throw this one to see if this is gonna deserves to be on here. And like, because the, the album came out in like February of like twenty twenty one, so it was real easy to forget. And I threw it on, man. I was like, yo, this still holds up. Like, it wasn't it wasn't just me hungry to hear some some doom. Like this this album actually holds up. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I could totally see how it, it landed that high on your list most definitely all right cool man thanks for sharing thanks for sharing and thanks for not deleting that list (laughs) (laughs) i mean man like like 20 minutes before the show i I was cleaning my phone up and i i I made the executive decision not to so (laughs) and i'm I'm glad i'm glad you made that decision definitely definitely all right man so we're going to um go on to our next topic for the night hip-hop dx released their list of um the best produced rap songs from the year 2021 so basically the best beats okay for 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 from the year um and here are the beats that they chose uh champagne poetry by drake Family Ties by Baby Keem and Kendrick Lamar. Jail by Kanye West. Sky by Playboy Cardi. And Sweet, I Thought You Wanted to Dance by Tyler, the Creator. Now, I'm going to get a floor to you all, but I'm going to just be the first one to say they got this all wrong. Completely. But I give it up to you. What are, what, what are y'all's opinions of these five songs, these five beats? Well, I think I, I kind of see why they did what they did. Because, you know, a lot of times it's hard. It's hard to stay genuine when, when you, you know, it's hard. Like, if, if it was us, if we decided to make this, it would be more authenticity because we're not trying to please anybody you know what i'm saying right right but sometimes it's i i always think some of that is laced in it's like trying to be well-rounded you know because if you notice something like it's a it's a song from drake and and kanye's out (laughs) is that that a coincidence Hmm, now i wonder now i will say this i i champagne poetry that beat was hot (laughs) <laughs> oh, super hot but jail i didn't really like that one. Oh, i love that man that's just that right there it it gets you in the mood for what like to listen to what he's about to spit you know and, um I, I i i like it i like that but that jail man that was so that was like so rudimentary of it was it was garbage it didn't even sound yeah. finished it's just it like 
I could have made, and I ain't never made a beat. Right. It said, dude. It sounds like okay. You just got this guitar sample going. I'm thinking like, okay, surely there's gonna be a beat drop at some point, like, and it just never happened. I'm like, what? Why would y'all put put that? I mean, you would they would have been better off putting Life of the Party on there, like. Right. Yeah. You know, now you can make an argument for Champagne Poetry, definitely. Yep. You can make an argument for Family Ties. Because just because of those horns. Now, Family Ties is going to be those one of those songs that that high school bands and college bands and HBCUs are going to be like like playing at pep rallies and whatnot. You know, right? Yeah. So, Family Family Ties, you could make an argument for for it being on there. But Jail and Sky and Sweet, I thought you wanted to dance. Like, that's not even the best beat on Tyler's album. I would have went with Lumberjack or Hot Wind Blows. Now that's Sky. There's something to say about that that beat. Have, because have you heard the song? I heard Sky. I looked it up just for the show. I'm like, okay, let me check out the Sky beat, and it sounds like every other trap beat out there to me. Well, I I, I guess, but it's 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 done better. You know, it um uh, that that sound. I don't even know what you would call that sound, but the sound that they use in that, it is very odd to the ear. Which, which, you know, I like. I tend to like beats like that or sounds like that. You know, you know how you you have those sounds that are turning dog's head sideways. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It has that thing. It has that effect going on. Where it's like, man, this is uh, this is oddly satisfying. You know, and um, but as far as like just out of five beats being the top, I can't say that. But um, you know, we we. We talking about 2021, and we are we are like the elder statesmen. So, like, there's a different sound that our ears may not necessarily be tuned to. But that that one was that one was decent. At jail, that has no business being on there. Though. No, uh, the writers should be in jail tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what what about you, Jamil? What's your thoughts? Um, I'm kind of agreeing with you all or with that one. I don't, I don't think this was a, um, a well thought out list. And honestly, it's kind of hard to pick five beats out of a whole year's worth of, uh, songs. But the one that should have been on here, at least as an option would have been poke it out. Like how poke yeah. it out didn't make it. I don't understand. That's a good one. That's a good I one. I think it's. I think it's cool to hate on Wale. Like that's <laughs> he makes it so easy. <laughs> yeah. He does. He does. He really does. Um, but that's a good one. Yeah, poke it out. I would definitely just put on put on a uh, if if we were just to spitball a list of best the best beats of 2021. Yeah, I I could definitely put poke it out on there. What were now were there us some other songs that you all know notated that should have been in the running for best beats or just some beats that automatically stand out to you like ah that one should have been on there um i'm surprised nothing off of the off season made it bro right right bro so on my list i'm not gonna name them all now but on my list i actually had let go of my hand and hunger on hillside as like beats that should have been on there you know, yeah. Um, yeah, like like 
Lego on my hand is just begging for a freestyle, you know? And then Hunger on Hillside, the way those strings that come in, like, it's, it's, it's downright heavenly. Like, like, <laughs> like <laughs> I, I, I really like, I really like that beat, man. That beat spoke to me. So those were two I had on there. What was there any y'all had or, or would, would you think should be on there? And it's hard to say just top five beats. I'm always, yeah. a it doesn't I'm necessarily always... have to be five, you know, just, oh, yeah. just better candidates than ones they had. <laughs> Now that I have to think about it, I just can't really think of any. They they got it right with with the Baby King though. I will say that because that song sounds so celebratory, victorious. Like it's like a it's like a a victory song, you know. And I love beats like that. That just when you hear it, it gets it makes you uh feel it gets like a pride thing, emboldened with things, you know, bolstered up or whatever. And um, kind of like that song J Rock's Win, exactly. Mm-hmm. The trumpets, it just makes you feel like it just has a lot of, uh, like I said, vic- vic- it makes you feel victorious, man. Uh, well, at least me, like that. I, I get that that energy from those songs like that. I love, I love a, a nice, uh, you know, whenever somebody can produce a beat in that style but do it well. Because you can try, and sometimes it just it does not work. Yeah, it was definitely um, like high energy. I think the Baby King joint, though. I think the reason why it works so well, why it registers so much, is Kendrick more than the beat. I think if you remove Kendrick's verse, especially when the beat switches, it's just yeah. okay. It's all right. Yeah, you know what though? What's funny is Kendrick helps and hurts to some degree. Because if you really listen to what Baby King wrote, it's actually pretty layered. Um, but, you know, they come his big cousin coming behind him. <laughs> and and, and like, burned it down. Just, <laughs> yeah, burned it down. Not only that, burns it down and still like let him know like I'm still, I'm still big cuz, you know. Yeah, I am the Omega. Yeah, he did that for everybody. That's what I'm <laughs> he said, I'm killing everybody. Come outside. <laughs> yeah, I'm smoking yeah. on your top five. Yeah. I mean, how you start your verse off like that? He's doing control again. Just didn't call nobody out. Yeah. That's why I can't <laughs> wait for his album. Now, now, let me know if y'all agree with these that I, I got on the list. Uh, Hell on Earth 2 by... West Side Gun featuring Conway and Benny the Butcher. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that song, that song sounds like if RZA and Havoc collabed in 95, that's what, that's the beat you would get. You Who know? Who did that beat? Who did that one? I think Conductor, like, Conductor Williams did that beat. Like, wildly dark for 2021. Yeah. And, and but but it's, it's so dope. So it's such a good beat. <laughs> it's such a good beat. What about the next chamber off the Peter Rosenberg? Which one was that? That was the one with Method Man, Raekwon, and Willie the Kid. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's, hey, we we basically can't just talk about beats that's that's nice because it's a lot of them this year, man. 
Yeah, it was outstanding. Did anyone, did any, either one of y'all hear the beat from uh, Flea Lords, uh, Wallabies, and Gucci Loafers with Ghostface Keller? Uh, I can't remember it. Oh, man, that's such a good beat. Yeah, Wallabies and Gucci lo- Loafers, man. It sounds like something snatched out of a 1970s black exploitation movie, man. But it's, oh, man, it's Chef's Kiss. It's Chef's Kiss. Another beat I like, man, Vogue cover from West Side Gun, uh, from from his, was it, Hitler Wears Herman series uh, Vogue cover, mainly because of the beat change. When he made that Gerald Levert reference, and then they just decided to play a Gerald Levert, the snippet from the Gerald Levert song in the beat. I'm like, oh, snap. He's actually playing it. <laughs> that was dope. Yeah. Yeah, that was a dope beat change. I love the beat from um, the call uh, from the track of uh, the truth from Nas's Magic album. Oh yeah, truth, 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 truth. I can't remember that one. Hey, that that Magic album, man, that was that was that was nice. The the whole the whole ride was nice, man. I was like, okay, yeah, nobody can say nobody can talk about Nas's production anymore. <laughs> no, nope, not the last three albums. <laughs> not the right, not exactly. the last three. I've been Nobody seeing I've been seeing video vlogs and think pieces up about calling Magic a five mic album. Stop it. Like, and I'm I'm like, I can't really argue against it, bro. Like, like we're not doing five mics no more. <laughs> like, all he need, all he needs is one mic. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I know what they're trying to say is, you know, the instant classic thing. And just for me personally, since the source is no longer a thing and we don't have a, a credible source, if you'll pardon the pun, to tell us or, or to make that determination, like for the culture, the way we used to be able to do that in a shorter amount of time. For me, before something can be called a classic, I need five years. Come to me five years later, and if it if it moves you the same way, then we can start to have that conversation. I'm not I'm not here for the instant class. Mm-hmm. He might drop King's Disease three next year, and we forget about Magic. Yeah, that's 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 quite possible. That's quite possible. Ooh, speaking of Magic, the joint with ASAP Rocky and uh, Primo doing the cuts that was a that was a, a wave guys. Wave that guys. That, yeah. that would be one worth putting on the, the list. Absolutely. Um, and what was the name of the song Lil Baby did on the Drake album? Ooh, I couldn't tell you. I can't think of the name of it, but it's kind of the same thing with Kendrick where Lil Baby kind of carries the beat. But it, it, I think, I, I, let me just look it up. But that I mean, one. Just, just names, beats and stuff. I like that TSU beat of uh, Drake's album. What's it? Which beat was that, Vince? TSU. TSU. Okay. I can't remember because I, I kind of, I get that whole album. I just kind of tossed away in my, in the garbage can of my memory. Um, Pretty much. Once a need. That was the name of the one I was thinking of. Okay, but I'll definitely check no. that. No. Was that it? I don't even remember no more. Um. Another, another dope beat, man. Uh, check me out from AZ's Do, Do or Die album too. I love that beat. It was it's a it's a Pete Rock classic. 
you know what more can you really say i love the beat from guilty simpson's uh track only i thought that was a great laid back beat you know it's, it's one of those beats that yeah i wish i had the instrumental to it so i could write to it and um i love the beat on abstract mind states expository mode you could almost take any track off of that album like kanye definitely did his thing here yeah yeah he did he did you know that 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 expository mode man it's just something about it sounded like so vintage chicago to me you know um, yes you know, I, yeah, I, I love that joint. But man, y'all got to check out Wallabies and Gucci Loafers by, <laughs> by Flea Lord and Ghostface Killer. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a good beat. It's a good beat. <laughs> I'm beginning to realize I got a problem with dudes with stupid rap names. Because I, 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 I missed out on your old Drew for a long time because he got a stupid rap name. And the same thing kind of happened with Flea Lord for me. Ah, okay. Yeah, I I if someone got a stupid rap name, like it's it's not necessarily a turn off to me. Like what is a turn off to me is if they got a little in the fir- in the in the first part of their name. Like if they got True. a little in the first part of their name, it's like, yeah, this is probably not the way I want to hear. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? It's, I, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. Unless I know your pops. Like <laughs> Right, right. I ain't calling. I ain't going to nobody named Lil anything, you know. No, no. Um, but yeah, it, it, like Biggie's son came out with an album and Lil Big. I would listen to that. Yeah, and hey, did y'all get the the Black Illuminati that Freddie Gibbs and Jada kid? I, I like that beat. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that one. Good, good call. Good call. I and, forgot uh, about that. One. Let's see if you you agree with the next one I'm about to say. <laughs> Cause I like it, but you know, you ever heard this guy, you know, Nardo Wick, who won't smoke? No, I've heard yeah, of a, him, but I didn't hear the album. It's a, um, it's basically just some trap stuff. Cause it got uh, Twenty One Savages on it, Lil Durk and G Herbo is on it. But the, uh, the beat, it's a nice trap beat. You oh, know, it's it, it, one. You said what? It's one of them Reggie cuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go instantly get mad, <laughs> but then, but then gradually get into what's happening. What's but the name of the song again? Who wants smoke? Who wants smoke? Okay. Nardo with like, I don't know if the guy has any stand power, but it's like, it's one of those. It's definitely one of those catchy songs. But I, the beat is pretty cool. Okay, I'm gonna check that out. I'm gonna check that out. You know, I'll be trying to. I mean, I'm not as, as heavy as Reggie is with it, but I do try to give give uh, a well-rounded love for hip hop, man. Absolutely, absolutely. I've learned to do that. I, I think I'm much less uh, dismissive as I used to be. Yeah, and I've been surprised. You're so cerebral with with the way you listen to music. Sometimes I'm a, sometimes I'm in a, a melodic mode. So like, I agree. I don't care about what's happening. It's just like the beat is good, so I'm listening to that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm cool I'm, with that too. Right, I'm I'm cool with that too. It's 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 different moods. It's different music for different mu- moods, and def- definitely that's the most true with hip hop. So for me, it's like, yeah, I'm not always in a cerebral mood. You know what I mean? Maybe I just right. want to 
shut my brain off. It's a Saturday night. I got my drink. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm, in, I'm in an altered state, as you can say. And, you know, I'm getting my mind right. And I just want to hear something that just sounds good. And, and You know what I mean? And dreamy and wavy or whatever. And, you know. And I, I, I can I can listen to something like that or, you know, uh, um, I, I don't know why, but like back in the summertime, like, you know, of course, when the weather was nice, I would when I would get done with my yard work or whatever, I would just sit on the back porch with my son and I would just listen to Freddie Gibbs. You know, like, I don't know what it is about his music and the summertime that jail so well, but uh, I would just chill on the porch with my drink and um yeah, yeah, it would just be me, my son, and Gangsta Gibbs, you know. But uh, I mean, of course, I have my earbuds in, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, he ain't ready for all that, but um, <laughs> yeah, certain certain moods. But when I'm on my way to work, I might wanna, I might wanna listen to something a little bit more, you know, lyrical or a little bit more thought provoking or something to help me get my mind right for that, you know. Um, yeah. It's, it requires a good balance, though. Like for me, Vince, you're right. I do, I do kind of tend more, you know, lean toward more of the cerebral rap. But even that can be, it's bad. Like just because you, just because you're smart or you know, project intelligence, don't mean that the music is good. Like it's plenty of underground cats and mixtape rappers that got these, you know, multisyllabic flow, and it's trash. Oh yeah, I get tired of logic. Yes, that's a perfect example. Logic yeah. is a cornball, and I don't like his music, exactly. even though he's allegedly smart. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> there's a way to do everything. Is what I'm saying. And plus, I have I have this thing I call DJ mode. So I will never play a ransom song at a party. You know, I may I may sneak something in if it's like a little lounge type. Mood setting, but like, I ain't never playing no ransom at a party. You can't that Nardo with though, yeah. So it's like, I have different, I have different listening modes, sure. Yeah. Um, so I can, I can appreciate it all to some degree. If it, you know, if it sounds good, I can like it, but it's according to I also agree. what type of mode I'm listening to. You know, I'm, I'm very cerebral with my, with my, uh. I have a cerebral mindset too when it comes to lyrics. Cause like if I, if somebody want me to check somebody out, it's like all right. First, I'm looking for the lyrics. Right. You're a rapper, right? <laughs> You're a hip hop artist. You should be able to write. Indeed. Indeed. And you should be able to rap. Like you might have the lyrics, yeah. and your delivery is trash too. That's yeah. 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 You know that's 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 kind of. Uh, what c- kind of goes back to what we were saying about the um the G League? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah, know, I was just thinking about that. Cause hold on one second, there was a quote from this article. I'm gonna pull it up that I thought was interesting. Okay, it says there's a market. It says there's a market for it as fans have seen from some artists learn the ropes on their own accord. In April, Saweetie revealed to Apple Music she's been attending an artist development boot camp to work on various areas of her craft. She said, well, for me, I'm going to focus on what I struggle with. I struggle with breath control and I'm going to work on my dance moves, my details, all that good stuff, my body, my stamina, everything. So basically her, her, her stage performance, her live show performance. 
and hey i'm all for it like if you recognize this yes. in your repertoire that that needs work and with her it was definitely some work needed like yeah mm-hmm. take the you know invest the time in, the, in making yourself better like i don't think there's anything wrong with that there's no there's no shame in that you know i remember buster no. rhymes talking about uh man who was that that he came up under chuck he, d chuck d yep and leaders of the new school and how chuck d used to make them jog around a track and rap at the same time so mm-hmm. that they could work on their breath control and be able to do stage shows and, and kill it still you know so you know little stuff like that 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 helps but but going going back to what y'all were saying about yeah just different moods um I'm there there are certain records that just go harder in the club but I'm never in a club so naturally those records are going to kind of miss me Mm-hmm. Not necessarily though, because if you well, get it in the, but I'm not gonna have a whole lot of opportunities to really enjoy them. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. So that's why I tend to go for more lyrical, more you know, cerebral rap, and you know, all of that. You know, it's 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 just about setting, you know, and and, and where you find yourself. I honestly, it's room for everybody, man. As long as you are bringing something original. And for me, something soulful, even if it's not the most lyrical. And that wasn't always the case for me, for sure. Um, I'm always going to gravitate toward lyrics. But even if, you know, your lyricism isn't top tier, but you got a point of view that's interesting, I'm down for it. Like, like, perfect example. I am officially a little Baby fan. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? He's he's not oh. somebody that I would, he's not somebody that I would call a cerebral rapper. But I like him. Like, yeah, I like, like his flow is nice. I like his energy. Um, I like his interviews. He just seems to be like, like, really focused on his craft. Even if it's not, that wouldn't be the first. Like that wouldn't be my first choice. And I remember when Little Baby first came out, I was not a fan. The, the what's the uh, yes indeed. When you had the infamous uh, line, "Wham, wham, wham," I'm a baby. Like I'm like, who is this nigga? <laughs> I want and, no and my dog, my dog, that's my dog. Oh my god, yeah. But yeah, like, but like you, just like you saying, little baby, he shows up. Like, yeah, he, he's made like, some no, tremendous growth in a very short amount of time. Yeah, and like even that song he did with Drake, um, in between the the certified lover boy, when he was saying, uh, I forgot the lyric he said. But he was alluding to not being a goat, but you know, something, somebody walk like one or whatever it is. But like, yeah, I know Drake, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so I ain't Drake a goat, but I'm associated to something. Yeah, yeah, Drake did not watch him on that song. Like, nah, I think he matched Drake, and like that means something. He he shows up for every feature. Uh, he does his job, and he's uh, he's he's constantly improving. And that's all you can ask with somebody that's an artist. You see the growth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it ain't no fake growth. So, it ain't no twenty-one savage growth. So, so Jamil, you 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 out here, you out here rocking out to little baby, but your old Drew ain't, ain't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> your old Drew got a stupid rap name. <laughs> so does little baby. <laughs> stupid for different reasons. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It took me a while to get on to. Oh, plus, your old Drew got something else going going for him that you know, I don't. 
<laughs> me and me and Laura Jamari really fans of like that. <laughs> Yo, but did you did you ever get a chance to check out Transportation? I didn't listen to the whole thing. I did start it though. It's dope. Like I I I will fully say on record I was sleeping. Like dude is dope. Dude is dope. And and he definitely um I think your old Drew is like he should get he should get the love that Action Bronson gets because he's a way better MC. Yeah, I had to check him out, then. Yeah, he even his throwaway lines are like dope. Like I'm from yes. where the I'm from where the chickens is knock need and they got weed louder than Gilbert Godfrey. Like just throwaway lines like that. Right. But um, but moving right along, man, we have a very dope album face off lined up tonight. In one corner, we have the album uh, Hell on Earth by Mob Deep going up against The Coming by Busta Rhymes. Now, in our first corner, we have Mob Deep with their third LP um, released November 19th, 1996 on Loud Records, uh, clocking in at 61 minutes and 14 tracks produced by Mob Deep, released on Loud Records, and then... In the other corner, we have Buster Rhymes with his debut album, released March 26, 1996, on Electra Records, uh, clocking in at 13 songs in 62 minutes, produced by Easy Mo B, Rashad Smith, The Uma, Vibe Chemist, and others. So, I'm going to give it up to you all between Mob Deep's Hell on Earth and Buster Rhymes' The Coming. Which album were you feeling more and why? You gonna go first, Jamal? Or I can go first. I'm gonna go All first. Right. I'm cool with it. All right. So, um, I uh, had not listened to either one of these in forever. So that was a, a pleasant, pleasant trip down memory lane. It just reminds us, man, that this '96 was a good year. <laughs> hey, man, watershed year in hip hop, man. Watershed year, an embarrassment of riches as far as good hip hop. Agree, agree, and these are, are great examples of that. Um, it's almost difficult to choose because these albums are nothing alike at all. Like Mob Deep is very much what Mob Deep does. This is gutter, grimy, you know, street hip hop. Um. And Busta is not necessarily that. What I can say that I appreciated about the Hell on Earth was, man, I forgot how nice Havoc was on the mic. Yes. Like, like I forget that sometimes because P was so nice. And eventually Prodigy just kind of outshined him overall. But you know, Havoc was no slouch. And it's not just on the production. Like, he, yeah, he, he killed it. And to <laughs> drop a gem on him. That <laughs> I guess I don't remember it at the time, like when it was when it was actually happening. But that was like hit him up was uh, a more direct shot as far as you know with Biggie and and and, and then at the end of it when he's calling everybody, Pac was calling everybody out. I don't know, man. Drop a gem on him, like just as a song, might be on par with that one. It go hard, man. Oh yeah, definitely. Like. Like this is this was crazy, and then the joint that Havoc did, um, it was basically an unfinished story when 
it was just basically like, yo, don't don't go over no chick house. Oh, more trike flight. More trike flight, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I like the original a little more, but but I I I I, I F's with it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um and then with the the, the buster to come in, I think it's really easy to remember that album as better than it actually was, to be honest. Like don't get me wrong, classic, classic, classic album. But I think because of where Busta ended up going and we remember the album finally, like I think we we listen, I mean, think back on it and I was like, yo, it was just this meteoric album that was just out of here. And I don't think it was that. It was an incredible piece of work, especially for it to be like a solo debut. But it wasn't um it wasn't it wasn't no like ELE or nothing like that. But I digress. Um what I will say also about the coming, Red Page is terrible, man. <laughs> Down to speaking of stupid rap names, Rampage is the last Boy Scout. He's terrible like, in a good way. <laughs> he's still right. Good and terrible. Yeah, he could have um, just chopped off that whole last Boy Scout part of it. Right. Just be Rampage, but because he's he's whack, he didn't know what to do with that. <laughs> um. <laughs> and, and let's break that down. The last Boy Scout. So you're a you're a man who's also a Boy Scout. Like what's what's, what's this what's, about? Like what's going on here? You're like and, and why are they the last one? Right. Wasn't so well thought out <laughs> at all. And, and he makes references to that name in his in his lyrics too, like throughout his career. So. Like, anyway. no, like, like, sorry, dog. We ain't interested in how in your rap name, the meaning of it, like, <laughs> at all, at all. <laughs> just play your position. But um, yo, Buster, though, I know I just said it wasn't. I, I think we remember it more fondly than than it was, but that's not to say this wasn't an incredible album because it was. Like, it got classic, classic, classic material on here, and I think um. Like the only real weak spots on here might have been I like I never really loved the song with Janae. Um yeah. but it 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 makes sense. Um because you gotta sell the record, right? So I get that. Um Well Wuha, Wuha was what sold the record, I thought. Oh for sure. But you gotta have a follow-up as well. And yeah. I don't think every everything remains raw was a single, but I know they attached it to the Wuha um video in the beginning. Mm. And then uh, the Janae joint was the, the follow-up single. Plus, I mean, back then, too, that was kind of what you had to do, right? You had to have a song for the, for the ladies as well. Um, which was, I mean, it was fine. I just didn't, I just wasn't in love with it. Um, I know I'm rambling. But to come back to the conclusion I came to after listening to these back-to-back was... Um, as dope as both of the projects were, I had to go with the coming. And here's why. Hell on Earth was a classic album, but it is just what it is, right? You get one thing and one thing only. And with much of, of Mob Deep's music, other than like um like the major standout tracks, they're kind of interchangeable. Like lyrically, sonically, you almost uh, a newcomer probably can't tell the songs apart. Like one sounds just like the other, and Mob Deep could just as easily be CNN a bootcamp click, 
you know what I mean? Like, to the trained ear, yes, they are a distinctive group. But if I don't know hip hop for real and I'm just listening to this, they do just sound like, you know, anybody else out of out of New York from that time. Where with the comment, Buster gives you a lot of versatility. Um, and he was, this was early Buster, so he really wasn't even like at his apex yet. And I think that's the point I was getting at where, where I say we remember it more fondly because it was cold, but Buster still had so much room to grow, like lyrically. It's scary how good he got because he started off though and it, it, it got even better. But yeah, I think the coming just had more versatility lyrically and sonically. And that is an album that you can, like you don't necessarily have to be in a particular mood to listen to you throw the coming on good with, with Mob Deep. You gotta be in the mood for that sound. Like you gotta, you know, Put the Tim's on and a and a six X champion hoodie, um, and a and a and a and a fitted that's two sizes too big for you with, with a do rag underneath. Like that's a, a particular time capsule of a of a sound. And if I'm not in the mood for that, you're not gonna get anything else. It's not like you're gonna get a couple of tracks of that and then you know the the, the sound switches up at all. This is what you here for. So for me, I had to go with the coming. Okay. All right. Going with the coming. Understood. Real quick, what's your favorite track from each album? Uh, For Hell on Earth, it's either Drop a Gem on them or Extortion. I always waffle back and forth between those two. Um, And for the coming, it's either Everything Remains Raw or... Yeah, I'm going to go Everything Remains Raw. Okay. I, I love I love um Death Squad means flip mode squad minus the flip mode squad. <laughs> if well, except just for Lord have good, mercy. Lord have mercy. He showed up. He showed up. He did show up. Really, I guess it's just minus minus rampage. <laughs> rampage needs to be there. <laughs> and I don't. And I don't. Rampage don't ever need to be anywhere. I have fond memories of Rampage. I don't know why, but it's like I don't know. <laughs> Rampage and, and Billy Lawrence single. <laughs> what happened to her? Billy Lawrence was all over everywhere. She was Fergie before Fergie and just disappeared. Yeah. She had like two hot summers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, understood. Um all right, so Vince, man, between these two albums, which one were you feeling more and why? Well, I'm going to just say it early. The coming. <laughs> now, no, 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 no. It's, 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 it, when I when I had listened to them back to back, I thought it was going to be obvious, the, obviously the coming. When I listened to them back to back, though, I still chose the coming. Uh-huh. But I honestly feel like Hell on Earth is a better album um, now what I mean by better is that it knows what it is Buster Buster was letting you get to know him in his crazy way like this is gonna be my persona when I rap I'm gonna give you some uh, some street stuff within it but it's gonna be outlandish just loud clownish 
very distinct, weird movement type of, like he just was very uh, sharp with the way he was giving his lyrics. Like this is what he wanted to do his delivery. So like it stood out in that way. Now, as far as like these two albums set against each other, they are like the opposite ends of the boom bap spectrum. Cause this is true boom bap on both sides, but they, they like heads or tails a boom bap um what i can say about uh hell on earth is that this is um they talk about the streets and the worst of the streets in a very melancholy sound like the beats are very melancholy very it was one like i don't even like I think every song had the same BPM. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. Like, he just like, used the same drum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like literally the same BPM, and they they excelled in that because man, like that that speed lends to the way that they rap. Um, but with that being said, it was like the redundancy can get tired faster because it's like i literally buy my like you i could mix that whole album together like you don't even have to like i can mix the next song in from the previous song because it's like the same bpm so you can nod your head the entire album i don't think there were any skits so you could just play the album well you said it's an lp right but yeah I mean, yeah so that that's part of it the, I, I love I love the um I love the difference between the ruggedness and then the smoothness of of uh, havoc havoc's ruggedness, but then prodigy smooth smoothness. I like the features they had; they didn't have a lot of them. But um, the it was, were it was like yeah, but like they would just if you were to say have a color of of the albums, Hell on Earth was just the hue of red. But then Buster's album was just colorful. He has the yeah, he has the iconic opening. His his opening is just so dope, you know, as far as his intro with the there's only five years left and the whole like that that right there, man, like that that that's what makes me remember Buster albums. He every album he made, he would have like something you know, some announcement or whatever about what's coming and whatnot. And I yeah, think I, that I, was, I, 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 I always, I gotta confess, man. I, I'm like, man, what, what, what terrible mess are you speaking into existence, Buster Rhymes? Like, what do you know that we don't know? <laughs> yeah, let him, let him tell it. He, he, what was the book? Uh, uh, I forgot the name of it. Some book, him and Big, uh, what's the name to be with the Dungeon Family? Big Rude. That the, uh, they both had mentioned before, I can't think of the name of it. Like the pale horse, something. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. the pale horse. That's yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that's conspiracy theory stuff. Like yeah, yeah. But then Buster goes into being the pioneer of that style of rap, and it was almost a little. Gibbity, you know, dies effects ish style rapping, rapid fire, but like multi syllabic. And it wasn't overdone. 
But then it was fun. It was fun too, cause it's out. It's this video, man. Like, Wuha got you all in check. And I mean, like, before, before you know, the the intro leading into that song, you gotta love that. That um, xylophonish piano sound beat, and that goes right into the Wuha. Got you all in check. Then you got songs like Everything Remains Raw. I connect with that emotionally more too. Um, that's what my that's what I was all about at that time. I wasn't so heavy into the street the, like street lyrics, but like the fun stuff with the with the lyricism was where where I was at at the time um, in my life. But you know, we was really young. We were really young, so. Um, right, right. Understood, understood. Overall, I chose the Buster. Okay, okay, understood. Uh, real quick, favorite favorite song from each album? Same, the same exact ones from Jamal. The Drop of Gem. And, um, I mean, Jamil. I said Jamal. <laughs> First, what's going on with me? Um, Thinking about uh, Molly G off the album. Yeah, like, that's my, that's my emotional one, is that... Uh, Flip Mode Squad meets uh, uh, Death Jam. Death Squad. Death Squad. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and Redman, I think he he shined a little bit. But, I mean, uh, Redman was the one that shined tremendously. Uh, I like Marley Marl because I just like I like I just like the what he what he did. Even though you know he was, you know, I think he was mid level um, with his lyrics. Uh, Keith Murray tried too hard, in my opinion, but like he always does. Um, That's real. <laughs> uh, Buster, Buster always shows up when, when uh, he maintains his uh, his lyrics when when he got a bunch of lyrics on on a song with him. But Redman was the one that took the show, in my opinion, on that song. Uh, Lord Half is just so so quirky that you just you, you his his voice is so odd that you just yeah, you man. wake up and that Great, stuff. Greatest rap career that never happened. Lord have mercy. Man. Yeah, I wanted an album from him so bad. That dude, man. You know what though? I wonder. Could you listen to a whole album of that? Absolutely. Like, or is he just good at spurts? I wonder. Absolutely, I could definitely listen to sixty minutes and just Lord have mercy, man. Because <laughs> it's not it, like he was wild, like he could, he could spit. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, he's so thick. he's so thick with his accent. He's like the very white hip hop. In, in, in <laughs> fact, in fact, at the end of this show, I'm going to throw on the Lord have mercy track, a, a rare gem that people might not have heard, man. There you go. Y'all check it out. All right. But oh wait! Remains. Did you say your your favorite track from the Mob Deep? Uh, drop a gem on. Drop a gem on. Okay. But everything remains raw is my favorite one from Buster. Okay. Okay. All right. Understood. So you riding with the Buster too? Understood. For me myself, I loved going back and revisiting both these albums. I too thought it was going to be kind of a one sided matchup, and was proven wrong very quickly. Uh, once I got into that Mob Deep, the, the Mob Deep album, it, it definitely lives up to the name in terms of tone and the type of, you know, urban landscapes that they are describing throughout the album. By the time the album is done, you 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 do not question that gangster at all. Like, no. but, 
you know, but you don't necessarily want to hang out with them either. You know, like, <laughs> you know, these guys seem kind of grimy, but I, I was so into the whole mob deep swag back then. Like, you know, the way they talk, calling people done. And, uh, you know, I, I was into all of that. And then Busta Rhymes, man, it's, it's just a fun album, man. It's just a fun album. Both these albums bang, man, and they're both classics. And I have a hard, I'm having a hard time picking the winner because it really all depends on what mood I'm in. You know, when the weather was cold like it was this week, and I'm at work back on the grind, I'm riding with the mob deep. But after work, when I'm off, I'm relaxing a bit. I mess with the with the coming. So it's kind of hard for me to declare a winner. But I'm going to go ahead and declare a winner, and, and I'm going to buy a hair, buy a hair, give it to the Buster Rhymes, because there are some songs on the Buster that I, I, I never liked, that I was reminded of. I never liked uh, Hot Fudge. I never liked... No. I never liked uh, Ill Vibe with Q-Tip, and I'm, you know me, I'm a big Q-Tip fan. I didn't like Ill Vibe. I don't like Ill Vibe, especially the hook. Uh, what else? That, those were the only two tracks I really didn't mess with. But the album, the reason I'm giving it to the Buster, the album is just more versatile. Everybody rapping on it sounds like they're having fun, you know, for the most part. Now, you got your dark, grimy cuts, too. You got your posse joints and definitely some grimier cuts uh, that can compete with some of the stuff on the Mob Deep. But overall, it was a more versatile album. You know, it just offered a little bit more in terms of tone. Whereas with the hell on earth, it was just like, man, I don't never want to go to the projects, yo, in New York. Like, like it's just, this is, this is, it sounds like a terrible experience. But musically, I loved it, man. It's it's full of head nodders, back to just just from beginning to end head nodders. But the Busta was it was a little bit more of a, I guess you could say, an impressive effort. And um, yeah, yeah, you know, but. I, 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 I love both these albums, you know, and it just it really depends on what mood I'm in, which one I'm going to prefer. And sonically and lyrically, you know, Mob Deep's Hell on Earth was really just a continuation of the infamous, you know, to me. That's how mm -hmm. I felt. However, I do think that I do think Hell on Earth had a better closer <laughs> than than the coming. Um, my favorite track on Hell on Earth was Apostles Warning. Uh, hands mm -hmm. down, I, I think that's the best track on the album. Uh, my favorite track on the coming was honestly, honestly, I liked "It's a Party." I thought that was that's actually my my favorite track oh, wow. on the album. Mm -hmm. Call me, call me crazy, and I and and I and I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. That's that's a soccer. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that. My favorite track was 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 "It's a Party." Like, yeah, yeah. But uh, but there you have it, people. Um, yeah, all three of us giving it, giving an edge to the Buster, uh, the coming album. So, at this time, we're going to do what we always do at this time and share with the listeners what we've been bumping, uh, whether it be new, old, or just something that they have not heard yet. So, uh, this man, real quick, man, what you been bumping? Might sound crazy, but 
The Whispers, The Four Tops, The Temptations, The OJs. I have went old Motown, man. I was listening to Blue Magic. Oh, nice. Yeah, I just had a... I had heard a song, and then I just was like, man, I'm just going to keep on listening to it. So I was, man, the whole weekend, I was heavy into that stuff. But that's like that's what it. I was listening to, man. I'm with it. Vibe. All right, all right. Uh, Jamil, man, this week what you been bumping? Uh, surprisingly, I actually was doing the same thing. I was listening to quite a bit of old school. Um, but as far as like actual albums, uh, I was banging that um, Havoc and uh, Styles P that uh, Wreckage Manor. And uh, the, the big sleepover, big boy, and, and uh, Sleepy Brown. Oh, how was that? It's decent. It's decent. It's worth the listen. Um, I ain't gonna say it, it's, it's you know top ten or nothing like that, but it's definitely worth listening to. Okay. Okay. All right. Most definitely. I was I was always curious about that album. Um, for me myself, I was bumping. Uh, what was I bumping? Oh, Murs. Uh, the Iliad is dead and the Odyssey is over. Uh, went That's back and- funny because I uh, I was I was thinking about that album. I didn't actually play it, but the the um, summer in November because we was talking about it last week. Yes, that song crossed my mind, and I just didn't get get back to bumping the album. Yeah, boy, oh boy, has it been on my mind. But um, I just said, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> let me let me go ahead and just play this whole thing out. Uh, so I was bumping that. I've also been bumping uh, a tribe called Quest Low End Theory. Um, something about that album in the wintertime makes me feel warm. I know that sounds mad suspect, but like <laughs> that, bit, that album warms me up in the, in the wintertime. Um, <laughs> I've That's also. Nice, nice topic, huh? Yeah, bro, bro. Hey, hey. Drawn, drawn, low end theory at night with your hot chocolate. You know what I'm saying? Get your marshmallows, and dude, tell me that ain't a whole vibe. <laughs> Man, I just might because you sound so compelling. <laughs> tell me it ain't a whole vibe. Don't, don't knock, don't knock until you try it. Just try it. You're like, you know what? You know what's right. I got my hot chocolate. Got my tribe. Some bass heavy music. Most deaf. Most deaf. Um, I also been bumping. Oh No, uh, the Disrupt album um, from back in the day, Old Stone's Throw Jam, man. That, that, that album still slaps. Um, and I've also been bumping Storm Watkins, uh, this producer that Rodney put me on to. Uh, he's, he does a lot of like instrumental joints, but he's got an album called Know Thyself. He's got another one called Randoms. Uh, he's got another one called More Randoms, Agua. He's got a lot of projects out there, you know, but they're, they're, they're short projects. But I just kept been going down a rabbit hole with him. But um, but yeah, yeah, that's 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 it for me. And uh, oh, Jamil, do we have any album anniversaries this week? Woo-wee. It's uh, tough. It's not a great week again. I got one. <laughs> January is never a good month for album anniversaries. No, no, it is not. I mean, I went all the way back to 1982 and I got one album. Whoa. (laughs) And that was, uh, this one came out in um, 
well, 15 years ago, be 2002. Um, that's 20. No, that's 20. I'm sorry, 2007. Ultramagnetic, Ultramagnetic MC's best kept secrets. Drop 2007. Wow, they were still dropping music in 2007. And it wasn't even the whole crit, uh, the whole click. They was missing a couple, couple out, uh, couple members. I don't even remember this album. Yeah, I don't either. But yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Oh wow! Um, I was, I was thinking of redoing sometime, you know, in the near future, uh, revisiting the year 1997 since we got so many albums turning 25 years old. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how y'all feel about that. Y'all think that's something y'all might want to might want to do? I mean, yeah, whatever you want to do, man. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, I, I, hey, but, but between me and y'all, I've been freestyling this whole season. <laughs> <laughs> it's been working. <laughs> With the exception of the album face-offs, I do plan those out. But everything else, I've been, yeah. I've been freestyling. But uh, okay, that that is the show, man, gentlemen. I want to thank you for hopping on. I will be taking a break next week, so uh, we'll be back the week after next. And uh, again, I want to thank y'all for for hopping on and sharing y'all's input. And with that, I'm gonna bid y'all adieu, and I'm gonna say peace. All right.
Only spread our wings and just fly yeah. While you just try, just yeah. try, just die yeah. We will rise, we, we will ride We, we don't die, we, we don't cry we. Only spread our wings and just fly yeah. While you just try, just yeah. try, just die You can crown me, you down me Bloodhound me, surround me Get judge bounties and counties Money makers and mountains You can body lobbies with Tommies Murder sloppy and copy Cat killer, cat pillar Blast niggas for Skrilla I'm my own nigga, gorilla Chest beater, a leader Messiah, Waza, Elijah, Muhammad, Adonis You can crucify, you can die Lose your lives, get euthanized Brutalize groups and slide With brutal size Survive it or strive And walk crack your spinal cord Final four Vertebrae burn your face At the pearly gates Ernie's wait Manslaughter or camp Corning us, ban all of us Fan glory or slam Warriors head Coroners, your head Caught up boss Raised by my Antarctica Man tortured us only pain Stood strong with us What's wrong with us? Love rage When it's calling us The fire that's in all of us Niggas sing along with us We will rise We will ride We don't die We don't cry Only spread our wings And just fly While you just try Just try Just die We will rise We will ride We don't die We don't cry Only spread our wings And just fly While you just try Just try Just die I'm the greatest I'm gigantic Haters they die frantic Naked they like tatted Die shattered Spine cracking They graves on nine planets Fill it with nine rappers Kill them these one status Guys black and try laughing I damage you fools Imagine I'm Massacre Avenue I'm cannibals Final tapping you Spectacular Attitude I'm slapping you Lateral savages Animals Let them loose Fracture your back Into rapidly catching you Dead and now Stop playing with me Slay quickly Pray for strictly The strip to be bone crushing Niggas say you with me We will 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 What? Never die, terrorize, forever fly Spread your wings, the ghetto sings, we multiply Celebrating every state, we watch them die Hollering, rise, hollering, rise We will rise, we will ride We don't die, we don't cry Only spread our wings and just fly While you just try, just try, just die We will rise, we will ride We don't die, we don't cry Only spread our wings and just fly While you just try, just try, just die Rock on, rock on, rock on, rock on, we rock on, rock on, rock on, rock on, we rock on, 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 Spread our wings and just fly yeah. While you just try, just yeah. try, just die yeah. We will rise, we, we will ride we, we don't die, we, we don't cry we. Only spread our wings and just fly yeah. While you just try, just yeah. try, just die yeah. We will rise, we, we will ride we, we don't die, we, we don't cry we. Only spread our wings and just fly yeah. While you just try, just yeah. try, just die yeah. We will rise, we, we will ride we, we don't die, we, we don't cry we. Virgil, that's a funny name for a nigga boy that comes from Philadelphia. What do they call you up there? They call me Mr. Tibbs.